Hello guys, welcome back to the Try Time Podcast. This is episode 32. I'm Callum. And I'm Matt. And yes, we are back virtually for a week. Uh, we'll be back in the studio next week and going forward. We obviously explained this last week with the whole fixtures being rearranged to have fans in on the Monday and that sort of thing. Although Bradford didn't even end up playing well, anyway. So, well, neither yeah, did Leeds, was... so don't even get me started on that either. Yeah, so neither of us have actually experienced the fans in ground first hand have we so there's not yeah, much really by the next podcast so yeah that is true that is true back at Headingley on Sunday and well given that we've had such a messed up rugby schedule let's jump straight into the results and we're going to do things a bit different this time because I'm actually going to start outside of the Super League I know I'm leading this bit for once and it's already gone to chaos so where do you want to start League 1 or Championship I'll let you pick I reckon we start League One and we'll work his way up to Super League. Go on then. Uh, we'll start with Saturday's games. I think we're both shocked at this one. Hunslet beating Crusaders 26-18. Yeah, I mean, I think Hunslet are one of the top top teams, and you know, Crusaders if they want to make the playoffs, it'd be an outside kind of pick. Um, yeah, but I guess it's both pick them. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it, it's it's an interesting one, but I think League One, what from what I've seen so far, it's anyone can beat anyone realistically. Outside of maybe well, West Wales, your Coventrys, maybe London. Well, scholars. speaking of West Wales, they also played on Saturday, and as I correctly predicted, they lost to Coventry. Granted, my reason for predicting Coventry was purely a football manager save, but we move on from that. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say I think West Wales. You know, people thought you know maybe they could. You know, push for playoffs. I predicted him to just squeeze in, just purely out of just the Rangi Chase effect, but it just hadn't really happened. Big I mean, Chase Gavin is lighting Hens. it up, but it's just, yeah, the rest of the team just isn't quite helping. You know, they're a new, newish team. You know, they're building the way up. It's, you know, it's to be expected, really. There, a few other League One games, and on the Sunday, Workington pretty much thrashed Scholars fifty points to sixteen. Barrow. Not performing much worse against Keithley, they got a 40 to 18 win, and Doncaster edging out probably the closest tie of the round, 30 points to 22 against the Rochdale Hornets. I think we pretty much nailed most of them predictions, apart from the Hunslet one. Yeah, pretty much. I think we pretty much did. Um, and it's it's Cumbrian dominance at the top. That you know, Workington and Barrow seem to be running away with it at the minute. But two only two games gone, so there's a lot of rugby well, to be played. I'll tell yet. you one place where it isn't Cumbrian dominance, and that's the Championship. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> what a segue that is. So kicking things off this week, Batley putting an uninspiring six points to forty loss to London. Is this the return of London? Are they back? Is it the return of London or is it the Batley drop-off that we kind of expected after a good, a really good sort of playoff form that they'd started the season off with? I, I think it's one where London needed something like this. I think Batley, it was always going to happen. I think they always were going to get a bit of a reality check. Not to say they can't push on and actually get the playoffs, but I think look, this is sort of thing London needed, but... It's going to be interesting next week for London, obviously playing Bradford, who in theory probably better than Batley. You know, it's going to be a tough. T- see if they can carry on the momentum, is what I'm trying to say. It's going to be interesting to see if they are back or if it's just a yeah. flash in the pan. Fair enough. Uh, well, apparently Halifax and Sheffield never even played, so that's a great start. That throws Sunday's fixtures off to a good start. Um, speaking of other games that scored nil, Whitehaven got completely nilled by Toulouse. 66 nil this time, so they didn't actually perform that much better, did they? Really? I mean, 
you're looking at some of these results Toulouse are putting on teams. And I mean, we, we rant and rave about Fev and um, how you know good they've been to start the season. Uh, but they aren't even putting these scores on, you know. Were it 70-0 against Widness last week? Now, yeah. 66 against Whitehaven. I mean, I'm not, you know, these Widness and Whitehaven aren't exactly the cream of the crop when it comes to the championship. No, but they're not but, relegation fodder either. Oh no! I mean, I like I say, I watched Whitehaven the other weekends, Bradford, and they were they were a decent team. You know, they're not the sort of team that you can blow out. But obviously, Toulouse have proved it wrong. Well, but I just think Toulouse are just unreal, to be honest. I think I like I Toulouse just, a Super League team in disguise. If you put Toulouse versus Wakefield tomorrow night, I honestly oh, do no, think Toulouse. I've got a bigger it. question for you: Toulouse versus Lee. That's the controversial one. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't, Toulouse have just Toulouse recruited win? well. Yeah, I think Toulouse beat Arthur Super League, to be honest. I think they beat Salford, Wakey, and, and Lee. Them three, definitely. I think other teams probably a bit too strong. I mean, I don't know about Leeds after the other night, but I'm sure we'll get well, to we'll that get on, on Super to that League. <laughs> we will indeed. And yeah. yeah, Widnes, you didn't concede 70, but you did lose 35-14 at home to York. So, a bit of a poor do there as well. Um, yeah, York are picking it up now into the games with fans then only two you say Featherstone aren't putting results like that they did win by an even bigger scoreline so you picked the wrong week to say that didn't you yeah I'm just saying what we have been saying but yeah go on 68-0 they beat Oldham by which is <laughs> in case you can't count bigger than the 66 margin that Toulouse got by two points yeah I know I mean yeah it's actually quite well a lot two points that, is two points in the league we know that very well this week in Super League as I'm sure we'll get on to very shortly yeah, definitely. I mean, good result for Fev again, but I mean, it's like we had a comment last week about how Fev are kind of winning a bit ugly. They're not playing as well as they could, but they're just kind of beating the worst teams. And I mean, all of them aren't necessarily the best team, but you know, they're you've not, got to be impressive. Five. five. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. I mean, I'd, I'd happily take a 68-0 win for it, and I'm sure you would for Leeds as well in any game. So. You, know, uh, you can't yeah. really complain. Well, I don't know. If we're against West Wales and Challenge Cup, I'd have maybe liked a bit more, but... <laughs> yeah, true. Although you probably would have played you under 10s or something. Although that's who you're playing in Super League at minutes. So. I was going to say, that <laughs> is our Super League side at moments. So. Yeah, true. And, again, another one we got wrong. Swinton's still on nil point. They're putting a UK Eurovision performance in as they lost 18-20 to Dewsbury. Yeah, again, Swinton, I just don't, like... I said, I said, this has got to be Swinton's win, really. They've been close in pretty much most of the games this season. Well, you know, lost by. Get. Yeah, oh, well, look, it's two points this week. It was one point last week. They're getting oh, close. They're getting it's worse. Just... They're getting yeah. worse. It's <laughs> going to be three points next week. Yeah, potentially. But, yeah, I think Swinton will pick up some wins, don't get me wrong, but I think now they are going to be in that sort of lower battle. Although, you know, the fact that both Whitehaven and Alden were probably going to be down there with them have both had, suffered heavy losses. Probably makes them, you know, they're not out of it yet, are they? Let's be honest. You say that the the only team that other teams played six games and got less points than Whitehaven and Oldham is Witness. So maybe they are yeah. relegation fodder. Oh, potentially, yeah. I'm gonna say I know. I've seen a lot of Witness fans saying they're not expecting to, you know, get the playoffs, but I'm sure they're not expecting to go down either. You know, maybe just a settler in mid table is probably best for them. But I think the Witness might be a good result at this rate. Yeah, I think with Widness, I think fan, that's one of the clubs in the Championship where fans is actually going to make a difference. You know, actually, I've got quite a big fan base compared with some other, the less, sort of the lower down teams in the Championship. So I think that'll probably prove. Well, let's see if fans made the difference in Super League. And I'm going to start with today's games in, with that in mind, the ones that have had fans. 
I'd arguably say no. Only one team actually won at home, and that was St. Helens getting a predictable 28-0 win against Salford. Which, you know, we all saw it earlier on in the season. Saints looked impressive. I don't know as much to say about this than routine win, is there? Yeah, they're not even 100% are the Saints. They're just getting job done and... Fair, you know, yeah. fair play. I mean, Salford, what do you, like, it's Saints, isn't it? You know what I mean? You're not expecting a win there. But to not score, I mean, it'll be disappointing, but it's well, Saints, speaking, isn't it? You know? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of big wins, this was the one live on Sky. Is Good Ian game. Watson slowly becoming a not-fraud again? Huddersfield beat Warrington 26-20 to at the Halliwell Jones, which... That's his biggest result so far. I mean, a one-point win against a shaky lead side wasn't that convincing, but 20-0 up at half-time, okay, they very nearly did the Huddersfield bottle that we've seen so many times, but they did hang on for the two points, which at the end of the day on the table, that's all that really matters. Oh, definitely, and I think we actually, that was in, in Ian Watson's post-match, he said, usually the Huddersfield of old would have absolutely would have lost that game but they've actually I mean I think the Huddersfield showed... of New did a very good job of trying to lose it let's just be honest yes. yeah I think for that 20 minute period from 40 to 60 minutes when it that you know Warrington essentially got it back near level but then after that I think Huddersfield managed the game well pushed on scored I think they did they like they actually showed a, a bit of competence there you know, like you got, I think you got to give it. Although, you know, the reason why they played so well was because I saw a Warrington fan held up um, a fraud watch sign with Ian Watson's head on it. That's why. So, did they actually? No, they didn't. Mate, we haven't made it that big yet, mate. We haven't made it. I was gonna big. say Unless we got you. one loyal fan in Alleywell Joe. It's not me. I mean, I know I wear blue and amber from time, but it's not Primrose. Honestly. Yeah, not not yet, but yeah, he's definitely um, Huddersfield are definitely seeming to get better, and you know Watson's probably got something to do with that as well. To be fair, they're getting a bit more consistency in, in team lineups, you know, like Caesar's fit and stuff like that. Gaskell's playing well as well, you know, Cogger. They're all well, at the risk like, of you banging up. on about ex Bradford players at Huddersfield because God knows there's enough of them. I thought we'd have a free week given that you didn't actually play. Let's speak on to another team that have done the self proud. Lee, they really gave another good account against Wigan. Level at half-time, ultimately scoreless second half to come out 16-30 losers. But I think they can hold their heads up high from that. They just really need to get some points soon. They seem to just be able, only be able to play well against Wigan, and it's not going to, like, you're not going to win many games doing that. You need a, If they play like this against Salford... That reminds Salford, me of someone else in the league this year, which we'll get on to. Yeah, they just if they play against one of the lesser attack, you know, maybe a Salford or when they do eventually play Wakefield, if they play like this, they've got a good chance oh, of winning. Leeds. But yeah, well, on the day, like if Leeds are having a bad, even against Wakefield, like against Wakefield, Leeds were shaky, which I'm sure we'll get onto. But oh, we will. Trust me, we yeah, will. It's all about performing at the right time. Yeah, I know you get up for the big games against your Wiggins, your sort of local derby. You know, fans about big game, but you still if they'd have put together an 80 minute performance, they had a chance. But play like like. Play like this against one of lesser teams and they'll win. Do you know what I mean? It's it's what they've yeah. got to do. Well, two games left for today's fixtures. Both Hull clubs. Which Hull do you want to start with? I'll give you the choice. I think we start with KR. That were a bit of an upset. We'll one. start with KR's emphatic 22-26 win at the jungle. Where's this come from? Hull <laughs> KR are actually competent again. I mean, we called well. this at the start of the season, but still. Yeah, I mean, 
KR, you're starting to see like the recruitment's got much better over the last year or so. I mean, this I, is still I know. A shock, though. I mean, Powell's oh, yeah, got to yeah. be disappointed with this. Yeah, definitely shocking. I mean, it backs up last week for Castleford in the cup when the you know they nearly lost it to Salford, which were would have been another shock. This, I mean, I think Hull are a better, a better team than Salford, but it's still. It's a, it's a shaker one, especially in the, at the jungle with fans in. You'd think that's a cast nailed on win, wouldn't on you? On a you week I mean? where there's rumours about them losing Jake Truman. Yeah, I know. Well, it's just it's it's one of them where it were a good close game, and obviously KR KR picking. I mean, I don't see KR getting playoffs, but they're nowhere near relegation. Oh, absolutely not. Sort of have got a really a solid team. On another disappointment. Oh, FC. They played. Shocking, like maybe it's the fans that are the problem and not the coaches at Hull FC because they looked pretty poor losing 27 10 at home to Catalan. Which, yeah, again, Catalan are not a bad side by any means, but I don't think really we'd have put them in playoff form going into this game. No, Catalans were on a bit of a dip, weren't they? They started off well, but on a dip. FC were buzzing off of that big win last week. Maybe they've got a bit of a cup hangover, that sort of thing. Who knows? But they'll be disappointed. Especially the fans will be disappointed. You've waited over a year, and then the f you get done over by the French. It's just typical, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, you just, just reworded a message you sent me earlier saying, imagine waiting a year to get back into watching your team and getting done over by Lee Gaskell. <laughs> Is this like your line quite... of the day today? Well, yeah, because... Think about it. We we predicted Cast to win at home, Hull FC to win at home, Warrington to win at home, and all upsets. Do you know what I mean? Like it, none of it actually happened. It's, well, they it's might not have actually. had fans, but there is one team that just managed to win at home, and that was the controversial Golden Point win at Headingley. The second victory for Leeds this season, both at Headingley and both against Wakefield. It does also mean, fingers crossed, Leeds will be the last team to ever win a professional rugby league match without fans in the stadium. Unless it's Salford because they literally can't get anyone through the gates. But anyway. <laughs> I knew the there were going to be a punchline. not line. allowed in the stadium. What do you feel? Like, you're the Leeds fan. How do you feel it about It was not this? a penalty is my first comment of the day. Hicks Yeah, I agree. Wrong. You know, I'm not saying we weren't in a position Gale couldn't have potentially got the one-pointer. But... That is not how the game should have ended. And, you know, I saw a tweet earlier. I think we retweeted it on the Try Time podcast Twitter. Go follow if you don't already. We've actually got a live poll on for once. So, you know, we do occasionally use it. That Ganson has told Trinity that it was the incorrect call. Well, that doesn't really help them, does it? That's not going to get them the two points back. Yeah, true. It's, it's one of them, innit? Like, I'm not... You know, I'm not one to bash referees because it is probably just a genuine, genuinely, genuine mistake. But it, 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 to me, it was clear, and to a lot of people, it was clear. So, like, I don't think we do, don't know if we want to get into really what the punishment or something like that should be. But I don't I, think that's I, one I do for today, like, and I think this is one no, in the line not, of many I mean, dodgy calls by Robert Hicks that day. Actually, there was I, some very questionable plays that led to points scored throughout the night so I don't necessarily say Leeds got lucky in terms of just that decision because there were things that went against them in the 80 minutes just like there were things that went against Wakefield yeah I'd agree I think, I think Higgs was just generally shocking rather than any team <laughs> oh, particularly 
getting the rub of the green. Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying, mate. I know what you're saying. Now, one thing that is definitely going round is should Agar be sacked? Which you don't normally hear after the club's win, but does that feel like a win if you lead? That's the question. If you sack Agar, who are you getting in is the question. Well, I think this like, is I, I think this is the bigger you. problem because there's a currently a shortage of quality coaches that are available, and I don't want Daryl Powell. Well, I can't have him anyway, but I don't want him. I don't particularly... Well, no, I probably would take Steve Price because at least we're slightly closer to not winning things than what we look like doing at the moment. But, you know, where's the smart appointment there? I don't see who else you'd go for. Yeah, I mean, unless unless you give it to someone like like Sean Long full-time, like, is that something you'd be... As a Leeds fan, would you be well, up for that? You know... I don't, I don't really want experiment. to make too much comments about what his impact is. All I'm going to say is, we brought him in as an ex-half-back to coach, and we're the only team that's not scored from a kick in the league all season. Given that we have basically been playing Cameron Smith and Reese Martin as a legitimate half-back combination, you know, probably Castleford's half-backs combined are about the size of one of those. They're just not halves. I don't yeah. really want to say that that's because Long is clueless, but rather because we haven't had a fit Gale and a fit Louis playing together all year. But it is a bit worrying. Because Luke Gale doesn't look sharp with his kicking. And, yeah, I know he was rushed back for the start of the season, which is probably going to account for most of that, but still. Yeah, I mean, the news... It's worrying. Yeah, the news coming out today, obviously we're recording this on Monday night after all the games have happened, the news about uh, Eastman uh, retiring as well don't probably help you. Half it doesn't, but... Sort of discussions. He didn't look very on the pace, and do you know what, I will say this, credit to Kyle for not just sitting around in the reserves and taking two years worth of money. You know, it says a lot yeah, about yeah, the character so. of the bloke to take this decision and not one that he'll have done lightly. Oh yeah, definitely. Am I, am I sad he's going? Probably because he probably could still have a future in rugby league. Just probably not straight in at Super League after ten years out is maybe the mistake here. But yeah, I've, potentially. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing actually. Like players retiring or players, you know, stepping down from certain things. Like I mean, this week we had, you know, Elliot Keogh like left Salford to pursue being a fireman. And then he's not. He's going to be playing at Bradford part time. But like that's the. I feel like we're seeing that more and more now. Players kind of protecting the future, as Super League isn't probably as secure as it once was. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like it could all go down yeah. the shit any day. So players are like thinking about that. It Maybe that's what's going with Eastman. the NFL in charge. Maybe that's what's going through Eastman's mind as well. Like it might. Obviously, it might not be as public knowledge or anything like that. But you don't know what he's got. In the pipeline or anything like that do you know what i mean so no that's true i mean it's i think it's a known problem because as we touched on earlier there are plenty of rumors that jake truman is to be joining leads in a cash plus swap deal involving reese martin which mm. is a very interesting decision and not one that i thought i'd be reading when i woke up this morning you'd take that though wouldn't you mate I would, but that's maybe more because we're losing Louis than I'd be glad to get rid of Martin. 
Oh no, oh no, I think Martin's class me. I think he's one of the most underrated back rowers in in league, to be honest. But I do also see, I think you know, like a Truman's the future at half back and it, to reignite the Gail Truman partnership in blue and amber would be would be something. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, mate. I, I I think you'd snap the hand off. I of mean, that. no offense to Rob Lewis, he's a cracking player, but it makes him look a bit like the halfback version of Joe Vickery compared to Jay Truman. Oh well, Truman's the future, isn't he? He's the future of Super League. He's the future of English rugby league in at the six. Like how young he is and how many years he's actually had in Super League already under his belt is. You know, he's mature beyond his years, really. Like He's one of them that like every club's wanting him. He's the big yeah. player up at the end of well, the season, isn't it? The you thing is, I mean? we're apparently making some other big moves because apparently Martin's replacement is going to be none other than St. Helens' James Bentley. And you so take that as well. Know, I don't know where this influx of cash is coming from, but I don't know. Maybe Mr. Caddick's finally sold some of his houses at backup stand or something daft, but we seem to suddenly have money to burn. Yeah, you'd take Bentley though, wouldn't you, realistically? I'd te- I, do you know what? Them two for Martin and Louis is a pretty good end at deal, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I saw a lot of people putting about how Bentley would never leave Saints for Leeds, but it's like, he's a Yorkshire lad, you know what I mean? He's, he's a Yorkshire lad. Like, he's, he's, he's literally from, from this area. Yeah, he's like, from your Leeds Bradford area, isn't he? Like, you know what I mean? Bradford absolutely. Academy, but, you know, like. Leeds sort of brought up in Bradford Leeds Academy, also. Leeds, Wakefield, born. It's and let's face it, out of those clubs, Leeds are probably the only one that can come close to affording the wages. Oh yeah, well he's one of the again he's similar similar to Truman, maybe not to the same extent, but he's similar to Truman in that well, he's like yeah. the youth, the future, the future of Super League. Isn't he? You know what I mean? Well, he's this is these, what I'm quite impressed because Leeds are not only going youthful now, they actually seem to be finally waking up in recruitment because this is one of my big bugbears the last few seasons. You look at this great Leeds team, and as much as it's all talked about, oh yeah, Golden Generation, Simfield, Borough, Maguire, JJB, all together, you know, and the rest of them. Look at yeah. the players they did bring in. Keith Senior from Sheffield. Okay, Ken before that, but big signing. Jamie Peacock, a grand final winner at Bradford. We're not talking about buying cheap rubbish. Kylie Lulawai, quality NRL player. Ali Lawatiti had played NRL to a good standard. And now who are you bringing in? Comparatively unknowns such as Vuniyawa. <laughs> or even worse, Wellington Albert from the oh. other year. You know, like, don't get me wrong, there's always a place for the solid players, like your Bodine Thompson's is a fine example. A solid yeah. workman like rugby player. But they shouldn't be the ones that are getting starting berths like we've been seeing. Bodine is the Ian Kirk of the modern side. We'll do a solid 7 out of 10 job and make zero headlines in the process. Yeah. Can Alex Meller be the new Carl Ablett? Potentially, if he stops giving away so many bloody penalties. Yeah, I'm going to say, I, I think Meller's a decent back row, to be fair, but I get I, what you mean. The I'm not sold on Meller yet, but I'm more than happy to be proved wrong on that one. But, you know, recruitment has been a problem at Leeds, and I think they finally are starting to address it, which, assuming they actually get these over the line, saying that, 
we probably won't end up with that and we'll probably bring back Tuil Olahey or shove Tom Briscoe in another random position that he can't play and end up with I don't even I do you know, I don't even think who we'd end up with. It's probably some random ass Aussie that no one's ever heard of and it turns out it's because he's about League One standard where that this club's going at the moment, but Yeah, but I mean if all these rumours are true of these players you're in you're in for then you'll like happy days isn't it you know you tech you tech them so yeah i mean i think so going back to the original question then should agar be sacked or is the problem running deeper than the coach uh, i i mean for me i say I, there's not enough so it, there's no one available now that make that makes going for a mid-season swap make any sense like just keep him till end of season you'll survive you probably won't get playoffs there's a lot of injuries to explain it if someone big either a big one from nrl you know who's recently you know wants to come over at super league or whatever or if someone pops up who wants to do job you know someone crawls out woodwork that we're not thinking of you know mcdermott someone like that maybe. i've got no Keep it, yeah. Don't want McDermott back. But I'm just saying, I think that's more likely to what's happened. I don't think Agar's going because injuries are to, are to play to it, to be honest. And I think there's a bright... If you're a Leeds fan, I mean, obviously I'm not, you are, but I'd be happy with the fact that, you know, the Leeds, the, not, the young players who are coming through and, you know, filling in are not looking out of place. They look like some of these guys who come in, they're now... Is that part of the problem that... A a 19-year-old lad who's not played academy rugby for over a year can come in and do just as good a job as these senior players. Why? Because they're probably motivated to take that chance. Whereas your senior figures, which, I mean, if you read between the lines of Agar's comments, probably include the likes of Reese Martin, Conrad Hurrell, are not bothered. Why are all these players that have played as part of you know, the, the cup winning side of last year, suddenly not interested when they're both out of contract. What's going on? Why are they not able to be motivated? Is that the coach or is that something backstage? Yeah. Or do they I, just I want to leave? Mean, we'll, ne we'll never know, will we, mate? Well, we will. We won't know now, but we'll, I think that's summer that might unwind at the end of the season. I think Leeds is going to be one of the teams at the end of the season where it's interesting to see how they go. You know, are they going to get rid of Hurrell and then, you know, go, you say, you know what, we've got these Based good... Based on good... this year's form, I would do. Yeah, we've got these good set of centres coming through. A shit ton of players who can play there, to be honest. They're all good. They're Just all young. Tom Let's speed them through. Oh, no, but like, if you've got, you've got Newman, you've got Broadbent, you've got Sutcliffe, both Sutcliffes, well, you know what I mean? Like, you've got options. Would you put Broadbent back at centre or keep him at full-back? I think if when everyone's Because fit, let's face it, Jack Walker might be fit, but he's probably going to be injured after two games for another nine months. So you're going to need two full-backs because he can't complete a full season. Right, hear, hear me His out. His legs are thinner out. than a glass spider. Go on. If I'm Agar and I've got Myler... So I've got I've got my Louis Magale in halves. That's absolutely okay. fine. Then right. I've got Milo fullback, Broadbent centre. You said Go. when this squad is fully fit, that's not going to be till next season without a Rob Lewis. Yeah, yeah, but then then this then this hypothetical doesn't matter because Broadbent will stay at fullback because Milo will just jot into halves, won't he? But okay, um, fair enough. My thinking is, say if everyone's fit, what I like, say next season, you've got Louis or you've got 
insert anyone there who's going to play half-back. You've got rid of Hurl. So I think you'd, you'd play, you've got Newman in one centre. I think you start Broadbent in the centre, Milo at full-back. So I think defensively, Broadbent is the full-back, meaning he does the kick returns. Because that is strong. He's a strong kick returner. And, it, you know, that's where he's strong. Whereas I think going forward... Going Does forward, that leave a hole in the line having a centre to do the kick returns, which would normally be the fullback and the two wingers. Yeah, no, yeah, but what I'm saying is then Myler defensively, Myler defends as a centre out wide, which is the sort of position he's defending as a halfback. Yeah. Right? And then going forward, you want Myler jumping in as an extra halfback, an extra pair of hands in the line, which Broadbent, yeah, as he has been, he's a centre, not a fullback. He probably hasn't developed to that point. Then you've got Broadbent in the centre offensively. I think that's the sort of dynamic that you'd want to get going at, at Leeds realistically, where you've got and both playing, whereas offensively, you've got Myler chiming in as a fullback. But defensively, you got Broadbent there because he's got a good kick return, and you know I think he's I think he's Myler isn't a fullback, is he? You know defensively, but like Myler's probably not the sort of player you want at the back when a high ball's going up because he's a halfback. Because he's actually done some brilliant returns there, and oh I yeah, I'm, oh I'm not doubting seeing, that. With no, only no. seeing him on Sky, you don't appreciate actually how good he was that fullback. To the same yeah. extent that I've seen him play there, because arguably I'd, I'd say he was just as defensively solid as Walker. Oh, and oh, yeah, yeah. Was that ability in broken play, which yeah. is probably Jack's greatest asset at this point, which I'm going to assume, for the purpose of this hypothetical, he's not lost an ounce of speed when he does come back. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, yeah, com again, commiserations to Wakefield. That was probably the closest they've come to getting a win. But, I don't know. They just seem to not want to hold the rugby ball. Is, it, is Mason Lino a circus act, the amount of juggling he were doing from the ruck? What will this dance about with it and throw it out from back of your legs going on about? <laughs> yeah, I, I think Wakefield are actually getting a bit unlucky at times. But, again, they're not putting together 80-minute performances, so... You no, know what I mean? Not. Like you can't. Like they're not. They're not I've getting handled lucky, no, things but... out of the oven that I've thrown about less than that rugby ball. <laughs> oh dear. Oh god. But yeah, other than that, Lino looks like Wakefield's best player. Yeah, I'm going to say like he does look all right. Season, we did fair. say anything good out of this team is probably going to come through him. So I think that's probably a tick for the Try Time podcast predictions. Yeah, definitely. So what what what's going going on next weekend then? Or the coming well, weekend, should we say? That's a very that was a good segue. I'm glad you picked up on it. <laughs> right. So we are interestingly not back on Thursdays, which is good to see. Should we start with Super League this time? Do it back in normal order. Yeah, let's get with Super League. Yeah. Okay, Saturday, Salford hosting Wigan. Let's do the one-word predictions. Cause I'm conscious we're already over half hour. Wigan. Yeah, Wigan for me, mate. Warrington hosting Cass. Both teams on a rebound. Warrington. Well, this is a case of which rebound's going to be less of a munter, isn't it? I'm going to say Warrington. Mostly because the yeah, we won't use we won't throw a six-finger joke. I'll be nice to them. Catalans hosting Saint Helens. Saints. I'm going to spice it up. I'll go Catalan just to be different. Oh, big prediction that. Big prediction. Lee Huddersfield. Lee. 
oh, I want it to be different, but I'm also going Lee. I would open you Sildersfield. Wakefield, Hulk Nah, I'm back in the upset. Uh, Hulk AR. Kingston. Yep. And the most stupid time kickoff in all of Rugby League history since Monday night. At 7.30pm on a Sunday. Why? Leeds Hull FC. Hull. Uh, I think Leeds at home, to be honest. I think, I think well, I'm going to back honest, Leeds. Oh my god, even I'm not doing that this week. I'm not that <laughs> foolish. Yeah, well, we'll have to see, mate. I hope you're alright, but... This is one of them. I'd rather take the L on the prediction than watch us yeah, play like yeah. Dross, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Featherstone White it, Oldham or whichever one of them it was. Oh, big, a big score. Yeah, speaking of big scores, Toulouse have got Swinton in France, so I don't think their quest for any points is going to get easier because that's got to be Toulouse. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not actually in France because I think they're playing it, they've changed, I think they've reversed it, so this is now Swinton's own fixture, you know, because I mean, of the old lockdown thing in France. Difference, to be oh, quite oh. honest with you. No, I'm going to lose, but I'm going to lose unbeaten all season, to be honest. I think they'll beat Fev when they play them twice. I think they'll Ooh. beat all the other big teams. They've already beat York once. I think, I think they'll do it. Do you know, I think Featherson's big fellas might just have something to say about that when we get there, but. Yeah, well, we'll it'll see. be good. That, that'll be a classic. You know what, right? I hope, because obviously the game got a bad. Not, it got postponed early in the season, so there's, a game, there's one game at Fev's ground, right? against Toulouse. I hope that falls when every, you know, an unlimited amount of fans can go in because that's one that I think that I'd love yeah, to go Yeah, we that, need like, to go me and you definitely. Yeah, yeah. If, and we'll get in as an away fan anyway because there's no Toulouse fans there, is there? Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Here's a good point. That, Any of you supporting clubs which are currently don't, have got more space in your ground than season ticket holders and have tickets on general sale, let us know. We'll be more than happy to return to live rugby for a few more games. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, speak kind on with our predictions. Dewsbury hosting Batley. Oh, the old Derby. The old Derby. I'm going to go Batley. I think they want to bounce back after last week. Okay, interesting. I think Dewsbury have got the momentum. Broncos Bulls in the capital. I think, you know, right? Because I could have gone to back. this. If, if I wasn't working, I'd have gone to this. I could have gone to this because they released the tickets of London because they're, like you've just said, can't fill the ground with the home fans. To, like what they're allowed with COVID, so they've put it on general sale for a load of Bulls fans, which I actually think it's going to mean should tip it in Bulls' favour potentially with the fans there and that sort of thing. I'm, going I'm broken anyway. I'm backing the Bulls. I, I wish I could have been there, though, but I'm and you still working. managed to Twitter on for two minutes about Bradford, Newcastle Panthers. Yeah. Uh, Halifax. I'm gonna I'm gonna back the Geordies. I'm going Newcastle. Witness Whitehaven. Now, this is a story of strugglers versus crap, isn't it? Whitehaven. With Whitehaven being the strugglers in that scenario, Witness looking crap. Yeah, I'm yeah Whitehaven, I've look, look, looked good, to be fair. Do you know, I've backed Witness a few too many times and they've just shot me in the back every time. <laughs> going Whitehaven. Uh, yeah. York to beat Oldham at home. Not even going to say any more on that. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. York should and do Sheffield the job to get trounced by Featherstone at home as well. Is it at, she at Chef? Yeah. Well, at Doncaster. Well, Donna. Yeah. Uh, mm. Because it's a double header with our League One fixture, which will kick things off at once you inevitably say Featherstone's it's a formality. No, Sheffield. Sheffield upset right. against the, against so the flat cappers. They'll be fuming right. in the comments. All right. They'll be fuming. Is it, a, is it a double Doncaster win then? Doncaster hosting West Wales. 
yeah, Doncaster yeah, Doncaster are gonna double win. Double home win, double home win. Crusaders Workington. Workington. Yep, agree with there. Coventry Scholars. I'm gonna stay loyal to Coventry. This is my new rugby yeah. team. I think if Leeds go to shit, I'm gonna become a Coventry fan. Yeah, up the Bears. You can't, call, can't call me a glorious spot if I start sporting Coventry, can you really? Yeah, we'll say Coventry. I'll, yeah, I'll go well, Coventry. I am. Yeah, I'm gonna Barrow, go. that's going to be a good game. I'm going to go back, Barrow. Are I'm you... going to back the Hawks here. Ah, nah, I'm, I'm backing Barrow. I think they're looking really good so far this season, Barrow. They they want to go up. They're going to go. You know what I mean? They're, they're not taking I think they shit. probably will go up, but Hunslet away is always going to be a tough game. Even if, well, I'm about to say they're down in seventh, but they've just lost one game and won one, so I don't think that means a right lot yet. Yeah, table doesn't and mean much too, yeah. Keith Lee, Rochdale. Keithley, I think they'll want to bounce back. They'll be upset with what happened last yeah, week. Yeah, I'm also going to say that. Um, yeah, that's it for this week on Rugby League. So be sure to check us out on Twitter and everything else, keeping you up to date with all the latest news and everything else going on. If you haven't already, check out Callum's, well, basically him jerking off to Bradford's victory against Leeds for God knows how many minutes. There'll be a card to that in the top right corner, and now you can watch how much he laughs at my brilliant jokes. And, yeah, anything else to plug, or will we see them on Saturday for some more fantastic content? We'll see you on Saturday. Nothing else to plug, obviously. Audio, Apple Podcast, subscribe, that sort of thing. Also on YouTube, subscribe. At the minute, I think we're on 98 subscribers on YouTube. Yeah, get us to 100 and we'll, I don't know, buy one of you a cake. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. just get um, get us to 100. Obviously, leave a comment, any feedback, any questions, or any topics you want to speak about on the pod as well. Because, you know, we've got time, especially next week, we're back in the studio again. We want some uh, topics to speak yeah. about and that sort of thing. And thank you for devoting 40 minutes of your life to us chatting shit. Yeah. See you next time. <laughs> yeah, see you later, guys. In a bit. <laughs>